Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're currently here in Manila, Philippines, about to be hit by a big typhoon. So hopefully, while we're doing this podcast, uh, the internet will keep working because I have my trusted iPhone here and I keep getting these notifications like, Signal one alert, signal two alert, and I've never ever had that happen to me anywhere in my life. So it's a pretty unique circumstance. So uh, definitely pray for the Philippines here as uh, they might be being, being hit by a big typhoon. Uh, so anyway, uh, on our show, uh, we love interviewing fellow digital nomads, fellow world travelers, fellow entrepreneurs, and I have one amazing one on the show here today. His name is Ray Lakeney, and he, ironically enough, was born here in the Philippines, not in Manila, but in Cebu. And his mom is Filipino, his dad is American, and he is, of all places, now living in Mexico because his wife is Mexican. Uh, so quite a unique uh, ethnic background and a life story, bringing from the Philippines to Turkey to the U.S., over there to Mexico, where he's joining us live on location from. Uh, he is the founder of Live Lingua, uh, one of the top immersive language schools in the world. I just did a Google search right before the interview, and boom, it was right up there, right in the first page, first position of Google. Uh, and do a, do a test to yourself, guys, and check it out. Uh, uh, type in online language schools, and you'll see Live Lingua right up there. Uh, he's also the founder of Spanish to Go, Teach Mexico, and he is passionate about helping teachers uh, make income online and I mean perfect for digital nomads and you can find out that info at teacherindie.com. So super excited to get our guest today Ray onto our podcast. How are you doing today my friend in beautiful Mexico? It's, it's sunny and dry here in beautiful Mexico Ricky. It's a pleasure to be here. So you know all the rain is in your part of the world. Well, I think the rain follows me around, Ray, because I'm actually from Vancouver, BC, Canada. And for those of you who haven't been, the Pacific Northwest, you know, British Columbia, Vancouver area, it rains like crazy. So I had the stereotype, oh, I'm going to be heading to tropical paradise here in the Philippines. It'll be sunny, blue skies. And then it keeps raining. I'm like, honey, you know, I thought we were escaping the rain in Vancouver. And here it rains like <laughs> way more in terms of the amount of rain in that short time period. So, hey, it's all part of uh, the journey. There will be no perfect place in the world, there'll be problems no matter where. So I'm sure over there in your neck of the woods, there are different type of problems in Mexico. Exactly, exactly. So Ray, uh, one of the things we love to do is to get to know our guest story. And even I alluded to a little bit of your story and it's quite phenomenal, just the journey you've gone from different continents and countries, uh, but also your journey as an entrepreneur is pretty phenomenal as well. So I'm gonna ask you to do something incredible, which is to summarize it in like two minutes, your uh -oh. travel and entrepreneurial journey in two minutes. I'm setting a timer, starting now. Two minutes. Uh-oh, I got it. Okay, let's get started. I was born in the Philippines. My dad was, is American, my mom's Filipino, but my dad grew up in Rhodesia in Africa. Um, but he's Irish background, so he's blonde, blue-eyed, six foot three. At 11 months old, I moved to Istanbul, Turkey. I lived there for 15 years. Then I moved back to the United States to finish my high school and college. After college, I worked as a software engineer for a number of years in Fortune 500 companies, U.S. government, and I did what I like to call my tour of duty in Silicon Valley. So I worked there for two years and worked as a software engineer in internet startups over there. I got bored of the corporate life and wanted to give back, so I joined the U.S. Peace Corps, which is a volunteer organization which sends you overseas for two years. You don't get to pick where they send you. They sent me to Mexico, where I met my wife, who worked for the Peace Corps staff. After I was done with the Peace Corps, uh, we got married, literally, a week after I finished the Peace Corps, and we decided we wanted to start a business together. I knew I always wanted to. I just 
I am not good at creating products. I am good at selling them. So luckily my wife was the product. She's a teacher. And so and specifically a language teacher. So our first business was an online language school. At that time I taught myself SEO, which makes me an old old man in the SEO terms, but this was about 12 or 13, no, this was 14 years ago, I think, that I started doing SEO. Um, it was a very different animal back then. But even a month before we even opened our first school, we were number one in Mexico. So if you look for Learn Spanish Mexico, Spanish schools in Mexico, we were number one in the country, but we didn't have a school. Um, even though people think that that means you're the best. Two years into it, uh, swine flu hit Mexico. Nobody thought, people thought they were gonna quarantine the entire country. It was this big deal. So we decided to launch classes for Spanish over Skype to provide, you know, provide work for our teachers because they were contractors. They weren't on salary. So if we couldn't provide them with work, they couldn't feed their families. So we decided, hey. So I launched a little dinky website called SpanishLessonsOnline.com, Spanish-Lessons-Online.com. It is still there and it still looks like it did back in 2005 if everybody <laughs> wants to look at a really awful website. I did SEO and we were number one in the world for Spanish Lessons Online within two months. It was much easier back then. Um, and to our shock and surprise, six months later, we were doing much better with our little dinky website than we were with our three brick and mortar language schools, which were actually doing well. They recovered fully from, from the swine flu and we were full, fully booked in all of them at the end of it. So we decided to sell the business. That took two years. And we've been dedicating ourselves to online business since then. I don't know if I went over two minutes, but that's about as quick as I can do it. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I am impressed, my friend. Some of my guests, they, they ask, ask like one short question and like 13 minutes later, they're like, oh, how was that answer? I'm like, well, I don't have enough time to ask you any more questions. After minutes, I speak quickly. I'm from the Boston area by English, right? So I can, I can whip out. I can speak really quickly if I need to. Good stuff. Good stuff. No time limits. I was just joking on the two minutes, but it was good. <laughs> Uh, so in terms of, uh, you know, your current uh, business is Live Lingua. Tell us about uh, the history there because you were already doing um, language schools. And then, of course, uh, we live in a day and age of like where everyone wants to learn online, online nowadays, right? So tell us about the shift between physical, in-person, you know, touch and feel kind of schools to digital virtual schools. Yeah, we were lucky, um, and I'd like to say I planned it or anything like that, but we were lucky to be at the cutting edge of that, which is, I think, one of the reasons why we are the top three, one of the top three in the world, and I mentioned it to you earlier, we're the only one that doesn't have millions of dollars in investment. Literally, my wife and I started it. I made the website. She was the first teacher. I mean, that's how the whole business grew. Uh, we did it with a $9.99 investment, which is how much it cost to buy a domain back then. It's gone up to like $13 now, uh, you know, to register a domain. Um, it was an interesting journey and we learned a lot along the way. And so it wasn't that we went in with any preconceptions as though, you know, we didn't even go in with the goal to make it what it is today. I mean, you know, I, we had no idea this is what it was going to become. So you hear the, all these other entrepreneurs that say, yeah, I, I planned this business to be a $50 million business and it became that we're not that way. We kind of, I think I've followed a lot of entrepreneurs, but said, you know, if we sell enough to pay our rent, I'll be happy. Then you make enough to pay your rent. And they're like, you know, if we made enough to pay our rent and go out to some nice dinners, I'll be happy. And then we made that much. And then you're like, well, if we could pay our rent and travel a little bit, I'd be happy. And then, you know, you kind of get to that. And that's how it grew organically over the years. We started with just Spanish. Um, and then we quickly expanded out into 11 microsites. Again, um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Google algorithms, they had a it was working wonderful. We were number one in the world for everything until 2012, where something called Google Penguin came around. And I woke up one morning and our businesses were gone. Every single one of our websites were gone. Wow. 
I built LiveLingua twice from the ground up. So essentially we knew the business model worked at that point. So I consolidated all the sites uh, under LiveLingua. I didn't point them there because the sites were pe penalized, but all the sites said, we're no longer here, we're over here now. Um, and I built it again from the ground up, um, this time using entirely white hack techniques, what I used before. We're not black hat, but they were kind of that gray hat border, which all the competitors were doing. Everybody was doing it. I mean, that's if you want to be on the first page, that's what you had to do. You wake up one morning. It was not only me. It was like the top three or four people who were in Google. They were all gone, just replaced with new people. Um, and I rebuilt it from the ground up. Since then, we've been lucky, worked really hard. Had a great, We have a great team with us. We won Entrepreneur Magazine's Best Small Business in the U.S. Uh, about two years ago, two or three years ago. We've been mentioned in Forbes Magazine, um, Boston Globe, and another number of other places. And luckily, how would I put it? We still manage to stay small and personalized despite all of that. We're not a big corporation. We have no fancy office buildings anywhere in the world. We're a fully virtual company. My marketing manager worked for me from Bali for three months and. I think he's going to go to Ireland at the end of this year. One of my, my customer support people have been worked for me from the U.S., the U.K., uh, Greece, and I think somewhere in Spain. Um, most of them are based in the United States normally, but as long as they're willing to work the hours that are kind of different, I don't care if they're in another part of the world as long as they have good Internet connections. Um, so our whole company is based like that. We meet once a year in these kind of our company get-togethers, and we talk every week and every day um, via Skype and other means, but everybody can work wherever they want. They, my um, executive assistant, is, is she has the day off as we give them the birthdays off. It's her birthday today, so I'll say happy birthday to Gwen. Um, but I know that you know when she works some days, she likes going with her boyfriend to the beach in Mexico, so they surf in the morning, come back, does her work, and goes surfs again in the afternoon. Totally fine with us. Awesome uh, work uh, culture. You definitely, I think you're going to be getting some job applicants just from people who listen <laughs> to this interview. They're like, I want to work for Ray. You know, how do I sign up? Uh, you know, send me that job application link. Uh, because a lot of people are looking for uh, that, uh, you know, the digital nomad lifestyle, but not building the, you know, the, the, what do you call the entrepreneurial business themselves. They just want to work remotely and get paid and have the constant regular salary. So my big question for you exactly. is, are you hiring? We're always on the lookout for great talent. How about I put it that way? We have no particularly open positions right now, um, but if we find somebody who's a good fit, we, uh, you know, we do have like internship programs, which some of our staff will come in with. So they'll come in three months, we'll give you some training, we'll see if you fit. And then if that works out, we, there might be a position out there we can create for you um, if you're a good fit for our culture. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, see what you can if do. If you're a language teacher, though, yeah, <laughs> if you're a language teacher, apply, you can apply right away. I mean, you know, we're always hiring those. We, we're growing pretty quickly. Of course, of course. So there you go. So definitely work your magic and see if you can get into Ray's good books. And uh, maybe you could be a staff or a teacher at LiveLingua as well. So you mentioned, obviously, you've grown LiveLingua to uh, the level it has, not once but twice, primarily through uh, Google, through SEO, through organic uh, search, etc. But tell us about the, the company kind of like uh, the growth was never just through that, was it? Had to do with the word of mouth, uh, Etc. like uh, social media, et cetera. Tell us really like what you feel were the key determinants for your success because there've been obviously a lot of other companies who've also tried and they failed. Tell us about why do you feel you sure. Um There's a number of factors. Now I'll, I'll be honest, your SEO is probably 80% of our growth. Um, yeah. That's how we did it because we have no money. You know, I've just finished the Peace Corps, which is a volunteer organization that doesn't pay you. Um, I'd served two years in that before as we started, you know, our businesses. So it's not like, 
my parents are not rich. I, you know, we have no millionaire backers. It's, we just put in the hard work and did the grunt work and, you know, grew into showing up when you guys look for online, you know, we will show up for most language related, you know, lang language slash tutor. If you look for language tutor online, we should be in the top one to five of almost every search that you can come across. Also with the words lessons and courses. Um, that's how we got up here. But the reason we really grew is quality because what we specialize in is not having the most tutors. Um, that's what a lot of our competitors will market. You go on there and say, we have 20,000 Spanish tutors. Wow. Who goes the time to search through? And they won't help you find them. You have to manually search through 20,000 Spanish tutors, try to find your own Spanish tutor. That's not how we work. You sign up with us, you provide the information and we're actually working with a, um, with some people to even make fine tune it a little bit more now. And then we work, we blast you with one of our class coordinators who are experts on our teachers. They've been working with some of our teachers for up to five or six years, hands on. And then based on what you tell us and what we know of our teachers, we do our best to pair you up. If the first one doesn't work, we'll try to pair you up with the second one. So we do all the grunt work for you. You don't have to go through all of the teachers yourself, which is also the reason why we don't have need thousands of tutors on our website. We only hire the best tutors. And so, and we will pair you up with one of them. We don't need to cover every possible contingency with our tutors because we can, you know, we'll work with you hand in hand. We based our whole model off of an actual brick and mortar language school, which is what we had in the beginning, right? So we have academic directors, we have staff that are trained our teachers, there's staff that if our teacher doesn't know, the teachers can ask them and then they will talk to them or you can contact it. You will get the direct email, my direct email. As soon as you sign up, I send you a welcome email. Every single day, it's the first thing I do every morning, I send it to every single new student. A month later, my wife and co-founder, who's our academic director, a teacher with 20 years of experience, will also send you an email saying, hey, how are things going? How can we improve? And these are not, you know, spam. These are not automated. These are our emails. You reply to it and we will talk to you. Um, you won't find that at any of our competitors. But this is, a, you know, from start to finish, that's kind of how our business models work. We like to say, it. apparently I'm dating myself when I say this, but, you know, our competitors are Match.com, we're eHarmony. You know, that's kind of the, the difference in the language learning field. We will customize it. We will personalize it. It takes you a little longer to sign up with us than it would for everybody else where you just click Facebook and you sign up. Um, but because we want to get to know you before uh, you work with us, you're not just an, another number to us. Beautiful. Yeah, no, I love that differential there in terms of quality and of course, in terms of that personalization. So in terms of the languages, uh, what are some of the languages you're teaching? I had a chance to look pre-interview uh, pre and it was amazing in terms of the actual number of languages, period. But then of course, mm -hmm. the one-on-one uh, Skype language as well. So you have those two different modalities, one's free and one's paid. Tell us a little bit about how that works. Sure thing. Um, we teach 11 languages via Skype. So we have teachers for 11 languages, the 11 most spoken languages in the world. So we teach those, we can find you a teacher, we'll pair you up even with different accents for Spanish, whether you want Colombian or Mexican or Spanish, um, for Arabic, Moroccan versus Levantine versus Jordanian Arabic. We have different tutors for all of that. Um, but we also believe that anybody in the world should have the opportunity to learn a language. Not everybody can afford tutors. It's just a simple fact. Um, most of our students are from developed countries because that's, those are the people who have the resources to be able to pay for a live tutor. Even though our costs are usually a fraction of what it would be to, you know, in your hometown of Vancouver, if you wanted a private Spanish teacher to come to your house, we can do it for like, you know, 10.99 an hour. I'm pretty sure nobody in Vancouver would drive across town to give you a lot for even, you know, double that or triple that. New York City, Los Angeles, I mean, forget about it. So yeah. we offer very competitive prices in that sense. But that's still a lot for somebody who, let's say, is in Africa or South, certain parts of Southeast Asia. 
So in order to help them out, I started a project called the Live Lingua Project about eight years ago now, because since I worked with the Peace Corps, I had some ties in the US government. Um, okay, that sound makes me sound very CIA. It's not like that at all, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, um, it occurred to me that a lot of the material that a lot of governments in the world create are actually public domain by definition, because they're created by taxpayer money. So what I did was I contacted a lot of these governments and said, hey, I want, your, I want this material and I'm gonna share it for the, with everybody for free. So I have collected, I think it's over 135 languages worth of free language learning material, audios and videos. We've organized them nicely. They're up on the website. You wanna learn Kiswahili, you wanna learn Tagalog, you wanna learn Ikpatan, which I'm Filipino. I didn't even know that was a language, but no. my mom's Filipino. She didn't even know it's an island. Apparently in the Philippines, we're the only place in the world you can do that. We have Maasai courses. If you oh. wanna to go to the Serengeti in Africa, nobody else has that. Um, so these, we have that all free on our website. You can go there, use it. No login required. We don't ask for your email. Just go there, pick the language, have fun. Yeah, definitely quite incredible. So tell us about uh, when a student signs up, what kind of curriculum uh, would they be expecting to follow and learn from? This is another thing that makes us unique. We definitely don't believe in that one curriculum fits all, right? There's not, here's your book, and I don't care whether you like it or not, this is the book you're going to use. No, we give you, everybody who comes to our website, we'll give you a free trial class. One free class on us. Just sign up, let us know what days and times work for you, and your class coordinator will take all your, what you're looking for, and your availability, and pair you up with the teacher, um, and set everything up. You're all set. Usually within 24 to 48 hours, you'll have your free trial class ready to go. During that free trial class, what the teacher does is it evaluates your level and talks about your goals. And then they also give a little class of about 20 or 30 minutes so you can learn about their teaching style. At the end of it, they fill out in our system a, a study proposal. And the study proposal is usually good for a few months. Um, the reason for it is being everybody, you can go into like anything with a plan, right? So here's what you're gonna study for the next three months. But once the teacher gets to know you better, we don't want to make a three-year plan for you because three months down the road, you might be farther ahead or less, or might be need to go in another direction. You will get that after your trial class with us. You'll get your study plan customized for you and also the material you have available. We have teachers and we have students in Mongolia. We can't tell them to go on Amazon and buy this book because that book doesn't exist. If there is an Amazon Mongolia, that book does not exist on Amazon, <laughs> you know, not MG or whatever the domain extension is. So we need to we need to account for our students and see what they have available and we will create a curriculum around you. Our classes are almost exclusively one-on-one. -on -one. We do have some corporate clients where they have groups, but generally what we specialize in is one-on-one -on -one, um, classes. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, definitely the best way to learn with that one-on-one private, personalized, customized approach based on your language experience based on your ability to learn quickly and what your style is, right? Some people like more grammatical approach. Some people like conversational approach. Some people like music and movies and culture and immersion. So definitely, I love your approach there. Uh, so in terms of the amount of time you would suggest uh, when someone's, uh, you know, about to sign up and they're considering, like, should they sign up like, uh, for like five days a week, seven days a week, how many hours per day? What are your kind of rough guidelines there? Sure. Uh, that's another thing that kind of makes us unique in that there are no minimum maximum commitments. We don't bill you per month. Um, I know some of the other sites do, and it sounds like a great deal until you do the math. And then you calculate, you pretty much have to take 20 hours a month for them to actually be a more, a better deal than us. And mm. trust me, nobody takes 20 hours a month classes. It's a burnout rate as far as we're concerned. I mean, that's a class every single day, five days a week. Mm. I'm assuming most people have jobs, um, you know, on top of that and have families they have to take care of. It's not a sustainable level for most people um, to do. So 
what we generally recommend as a general rule of thumb for somebody who's learning a language, um, and again, it varies what, but depending on your goals. We work with diplomats who have three months before they're going to the country. Yeah, they actually do take five hours a week with us, but that's because they need it. And it, this, it's a short-term three-month burst. It's not really meant to be a long-term. We have students who've been with us for years. Nobody's been with us for years, studies five hours a week. I mean, it, you know, it's more of an immersion in that case. Mm -hmm. For most people, we recommend two, ideally three hours a week of classes. With us, you can buy as many or as few hours as you want. So you don't have to, you can buy an hour every time you, and then sign up tomorrow. Buy an hour, sign up tomorrow if you want. Or you can buy 50 hours, which you would get them up to 30% off the price. You know, we kind of give these bulk discounts. And then you can just schedule the, the hours. And your hours with us never expire. So you could use those now or five years from now. Um, so you can kind of go in there and sign up for the classes. For the most progress, we recommend at least two hours, um, ideally three, and you probably need, you need to practice between your classes. Uh, I'll speak from personal experience here. I studied French in the European school system from kindergarten up to 10th grade, and I can just say, je m'appelle Ray, and that's pretty much it. Um, that's because I studied, I think, 45 minutes twice a week, and I never thought about it outside of that, or maybe it was three times a week. That's no way to learn a language. You need to put in the effort, put in the work, the most common question we get is like, can you guarantee I'm going to learn Spanish in three months? And I see a lot of softwares out there doing that. Three months guaranteed to speak Spanish. I'm sorry if you believe that I have a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn because there's no way anybody can guarantee. Everybody's so different. Everybody's learning style is different. Everybody's learns a different pace. Some people might actually be able to do it, um, but there's no way any one person can guarantee that every single person using this method is going to do it in three months. If you speak five languages already, maybe, because this, your mind is more used to doing that. If you've never studied a language before, yeah. But have fun, you know, the, the goal is having fun along the way. So, you know, look at it more as the journey than the destination. So, you know, if at the end of it, you had a good time for six months and you're conversational in Spanish or for, for two years and now you're conversational, but you had fun doing it, that's really the goal. Yeah, I definitely agree there. So what are, what are your tips in terms of the actual language learning process? Uh, a lot of people have this kind of mental barrier that, oh, it's so hard to learn Chinese, to learn Russian, to learn French. And already they've kind of defeated themselves by saying it's so hard. Uh, but, but it is hard to some degree, uh, you know, in terms of learning just generally a language. It's a whole different way of communicating. So what are your tips in terms of uh, learning a language and learning it as quickly and as effectively in terms of both quantity and quality as possible? Sure. Um, the one tip I give everybody at the beginning, especially for adults, because it's slightly different when they're children, don't be worried about making a fool of yourself. You, I, in fact, I guarantee you will say something that will make you sound dumb in that language. It's just part of the learning. Laugh at yourself when it happens. And I'll tell the story that I say it, that I, I tell people about that. When I first got to Mexico, um, I didn't speak any Spanish. And so I was trying to learn it by, I kind of made up words when I didn't know what they were doing. So I would make up words, you know, I'd add O to the end of a word uh, and try to make it Spanish. So I was trying to tell somebody I was embarrassed. So I'm like, let's just add O to the end of that. So I'm like, embarazado. That sounds exactly, you know, that sounds like it would make sense for the word embarrassed, right? Yeah, I said that for three months and people would laugh at me. <laughs> I thought they were laughing at me because I was humble. For right. anybody who knows Spanish, apparently I was telling everybody I was pregnant. <laughs> so embarazado is, this, is a false cognate and it means you're pregnant in Spanish. That's funny. Trust me, you are going to make a fool of yourself. I, I think it's hilarious. But if you kind of do that and then you feel bad and you refuse to speak again, you're never going to learn the language. You are going to say stuff like that. You're going to sound like a one-year-old. 
you know, you're going to ask for the bathroom instead of a pizza. I mean, whatever you're doing, I mean, it's going to happen. Enjoy it, laugh at it, learn from it, move forward. I think that's one of the keys to learning. And then consistency. Um, nobody learns. Again, I'm going to rat on a lot of these softwares, but I, you know, anybody who says learn languages in just 10 minutes a day. No, you don't. Sorry, nobody in the world has ever learned a language by practicing it 10 minutes a day. You didn't learn how to speak your native tongue by practicing it 10 minutes a day. You know, you spoke it from five or, you know, whenever you said your first word, you practiced every single day and it took you years. Um, we think kids learn really quickly, but that's not necessary. You know, parents will know the time between the, when the child says the first word and the time that they can actually hold a real conversation, it's not a few weeks. It's not a few months. It's usually, you know, at least a few years there. And that's with parents constantly speaking to them all the time in that environment. So it's kind of unrealistic for anybody to expect that as an adult, it's going to be quicker um, or more efficient than that. Yeah, it definitely makes sense there. So we've covered the, the whole area of learning uh, from the student's perspective. So I'd love to flip it around and learn from the mm -hmm. teacher's perspective. You are uh, the founder of teacherindie.com. And one of your big mm -hmm. passions is to um, just uh, help teachers make money online. So tell us a little bit about what made you start uh, Teacher Indie when you were doing all these language schools. Tell us about the origin story there. Sure. Um, I actually come from a family of teachers. Um, my, my parents are, have been professors. My grandfather was... Uh, dean at Harvard, I mean, at the seminary school at Harvard. So, I mean, I come, I have an uncle who's the, over at Ball State University is the dean of the history department. My wife's a teacher, my mom's a teacher, my sister is a certified teacher, even though she works in social work right now. So, you know, I'm surrounded by teachers. I'm the weird one out, I'm the engineer. Um, and I, I think teachers should be paid as much as doctors. Honestly, I think their job is just as important as the medical field is. Um, but they are paid woefully low salaries. I mean, embarrassingly, I think as a society, we should be embarrassed at how little we are paying our teachers. Those who, essentially people who, in some cases, you know, adults who spend more time with our kids than the parents do are these teachers and we pay them, you know, pennies. I would like to change that. I'd like to help change that. And I think online is this great venue to do so because creating a blog, creating an online course it takes work, but it doesn't really take money and not even necessarily a huge amount of technical skills. You do not need to be a computer programmer to create a course on Udemy or to create your own blog where you're teaching stuff or to sell your material on or your skills on Upwork as consulting. I mean, there's just so many possibilities for the skills of a teacher and you can make multiple factors of what a teacher makes hourly in their jobs. Um, what I found though is a lot of teachers <laughs> They don't like sales and they don't like business. Uh, you know, you don't go into teach. I think that there's that famous saying, you know, nobody has ever said I'm a, I'm a teacher for the money. Uh, you know, it's, it's not something that's ever said. But I don't think they should be embarrassed to be looking to make a better income for themselves and for their families as well. So that's what Teacher Indy is all about. Um, I've been working now. I am an awful teacher. I will tell you that right off the bat. But I have been managing the business and sales aspects of teachers now for over a decade, um, specifically online. And I've found that that's a very unique skill set. There are not too many people who kind of had this experience that I have. So what I'm doing at Teacher Indie is I'm sharing it with the teachers. It's not a sales job. I'm not selling anything. There's no product. There's nowhere, you know, you can sign up from a mailing list and you'll get updates on your, the newest blog posts. But I'm not trying to sell you anything. There are no ads on the website. It is simply 
um, a website where you can go and learn about different skills on how to be a teacher. And we also go a little bit into the travel side of things, some travel hacking. And for the sake of full disclosure, a few of those links are affiliate links, but if you don't want me to make anything, copy and paste the link, don't click on it. And that, that, then, I, then I will get no credit whatsoever from it if that's really something that bothers you. Um, but I'm not selling you anything on the website. If there's enough interest, we started about two years ago and we have a few thousand visitors a month right now. So the interest has been surprising. I've done almost no promotion for it at all. Um, it was just kind of a passion project on the side. And there has been some requests for courses, kind of, you know, something to really teach people to do it. So I might add that in the future, um, but it's not something that's, that's not, that wasn't the goal. It was just something that people seem to be asking for. And I might be, if I'm able to provide it at some point, I might do that. Yeah, definitely wishing you the best day. I totally agree. I've, I've been a teacher myself. I actually taught English in Japan and I've taught in several different countries around the world. Even now I'm teaching and doing workshops as well. And I'm definitely not, or never have been paid as much as a doctor. So definitely let's make that happen. And let's, uh, let's promote uh, the teacher's uh, profiles, uh, not just in salary, but just in terms of awareness and uh, recognition. So good job there, Ray. Uh, so I'm curious to know, what is your future vision? You've built up all these successful businesses. We haven't even talked about uh, a minuscule amount of all the businesses you run. And uh, you're obviously based in Mexico. Uh, tell us a little bit about your vision for the future in terms of your life, business, schools, and more. Sure. Um, from the professional point of view, my goal right now is to open more businesses simply because I love what I do. I mean, I wake up in the morning. I would do this for free if I didn't have to worry about, you know, putting food on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, I, I want to get to a point where I don't have to worry about that anymore. And I would love to just help people learn how to do this for free because I think it is life changing. Um, Ricky, you're in the Philippines right now. And one of my dreams is a long term dream. Uh, me and my wife is to open up maybe a charity either in Mexico or the mm -hmm. Philippines. Awesome. Because it's very easy to teach somebody with a year or two. Let's say if you're willing to put in a year or two of work, I can almost guarantee to you I can teach you how to make an online business that makes five hundred to a thousand dollars a month. Now, if you're in a first world country, you're like, I'm not going to work two years to create a business that makes a thousand dollars a month. I mean, you know, that's nothing, especially if you're educated. If you, for those of you who know, if you're in the Philippines and I come to you and say I can teach you how to make a business that makes you a thousand dollars a month. I have a cousin who in the Philippines who works for Texas Instruments and is an engineer and he makes like $600 a month in a bag of rice. Um, right, you know, exactly. so we're talking, taking people out of poverty yes. and making the middle upper class, if not even peaking into upper class by teaching them these skill sets. Um, and it's not as hard as people think it is uh, to do so. There are basic technical things that you need, but I think creating an organization around kind of providing those technical skills, kind of, okay, we'll give you the basic template of the website, you need to fill it out. A little simpler than WordPress, for example, because I know a lot of people go into WordPress because they think it's simple, but really there's a lot more complicated things into WordPress. You can break your site pretty easily in WordPress. I have a lot of friends who have added a plugin and whoops, there's was my site and they're not technical enough to fix it. So kind of keeping things simple. So that's actually my long-term goal. I would like to dedicate myself to charity work, but within the entrepreneurship space. Um, on a personal level, we'll probably move to the U.S. maybe next year. Um, temporarily, my wife wants to get her master's, maybe her Ph.D. After that, we actually want to move to Asia for a few years. So we'll move over to Asia for a few years. Um, we'll end up back in Mexico. I mean, this is where we're going to retire and, you know, all of that. But we, we still have a few more miles in us as far as wanting to learn a few more languages and live in other countries. So we're looking U.S., then Asia, maybe Europe. Um, my, we have family over in Europe as well, so we might go and visit them. 
Awesome. Uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to following your adventures ahead. Uh, so, Ray, uh, you have several different websites, several different businesses, uh, which we didn't even talk uh, about some of them. <laughs> Why didn't you mention some of the other ones, too? It's just phenomenal, all the stuff you're doing. I, I'm kind of mind blown sure. uh, because I consider myself a serial <laughs> entrepreneur. And I'm like this compared to Ray, like running like, <laughs> so many businesses. So tell us about some of them just briefly. Sure. Um, you're making me blush, even though I can't apparently because my complexion, it doesn't happen, but you know, uh, so to make it simple, all of my businesses, most of them, unless I have partners are registered under the name Ravensoft, R-A-Y-V-E-N soft. Um, that's primarily to make my taxes easier in the United States. Otherwise I'd have to register every business separately. All my, most of my online businesses are DBAs doing business ass. So I find a file taxes as Ravensoft for my online businesses. I have a, website that I also run with my wife called Teach Me Mexico, where we, it's a travel agency for people who want to come to Mexico and do language immersion. So we have contracts with a number of schools. It doesn't cost you a penny. Like any other travel agency, we get paid on commission from the schools when you sign up, but you don't actually have to pay us anything more. The prices are exactly what you get there. But if you've never been to Mexico before, this might give you an easier, you know, you don't know where to go and you've never been to the country. You tell us, this is what I'm looking for, medium-sized city, that, you know, a more cultural, more historic, more modern, and we'll help you pair you up with a school and you sign you up and take care of all of that. Some of the schools, they don't speak very good English. We speak fluent English on our end. So we kind of do the translation for you. We have a smaller service related to that called Spanish to go Spanish, the number two, and then to go. Dot net. Okay. So with Spanish to go, we actually do a similar service that we do in Teach Me Mexico, but in the Yucatan area. So if you're going down there for vacations and you want a Spanish tutor to come to your hotel, to come to your Airbnb, to come to your rental, we actually provide that Spanish service there. So that one's actually not tied to any school per se, even though we do work with a few schools to provide the teachers down there. Um, so those are the language learning services that we, we provide. Um, I'm actually on the board of directors for an incubator in Mexico as well. So that's not even on my resume, but I'm a partial owner and I'm on the board of directors for an incubator. Later tonight, I might be signing the contract on a marketing company. Um, so I might be one of the founders of a marketing company here in Mexico City. Um, I'm meeting at six o'clock tonight to talk, finalize that contract. In the Philippines, I own a chocolate factory in Bohol called Ginto Chocolates, and we sell in all the SM Culturas in the Philippines. So if you ever go in there and you look for a Ginto chocolate bar, I am actually one of the majority owners of that company as well. And that should be the main ones that are going right now. I have a lot in the incubator stage. Um, I do unfortunately suffer from the shiny object uh, syndrome that I think most entrepreneurs suffer from where, well, that'd make a great business. Let's, let's do that. Um, and I actually really enjoy the building, so I actually build them, uh, these businesses, but I don't like running the manage. I'm the, being a manager is not really my skill set. So usually if I can't find somebody to manage it, I just kind of let them die um, after that. I run a website called twitchucate.com. It's got about 200,000 teachers and students in the United States using it. Um, it's a closed social media network for um for school for kids where we don't actually ask for the kids for their names and their email address so it's totally secure for the children and um that's up there too but that's entirely free i don't make any money there are no ads on that one so we have about two hundred thousand users a month using the twitchicate system that should be it i'm sure i forgot something um but i have a few you know i have a few other ones but i have a good team helping me run them so they're how do i put it i'm focused but i'm also kind of 
flaky. So I have teams it's like, don't forget, you have to do this for this business. So they remind me and I go do all that work. So without the help of my team, I would probably forget to wake up in the morning. <laughs> so since you run all these businesses, I got to ask you some advice about business and entrepreneurship. You know, most of our uh, the listeners, audience, they are entrepreneurs and business owners, either already or aspiring. So what have you learned in your you know, last few decades of uh, business and entrepreneurship? And what lessons do you want to pass along to our viewers and listeners here today, Ray? Sure, sure. The, the biggest lesson is, or the, I think the biggest skill is focus. Um, a lot of people give up too early or they expect, they see all these stories of these businesses that made it to millions of dollars online in six months and that's kind of what they think businesses are. Um, I like to tell people that, you know, I can't tell you how to get rich in six months, but I can tell you how to build a billion dollar business in eight years. Um, you know, if that's, that's I think a much more realistic way for people to build businesses than what they're expecting. It took five years for me to make more money than I would have made as a software engineer. For the first five years, I made less on my businesses than I would have as a software engineer in the United States. After that, you know, you hit this hockey puck, the, the hockey stick moment, and it, you know, after year six, seven, eight, I was making, I made the same, and then much more um, than I would have as a software engineer in the United States. With the freedom, my wife and I travel three months every year because I can run my businesses from anywhere. Um, so focus would really be the, I think, is the key for almost any entrepreneur. For focus, but with also. The preliminary research done, I actually have a formula that I use to calculate whether a business is worth it, specifically online businesses. It's a super mm -hmm. easy one. I would, I'd be happy to share it with everybody. It's, you pretty much go on to, you know, figure out what your business idea is, go on to Google AdWords, um, find the keyword tool, and you type in how many people are, you know, you type it in there and it'll give you a rough range. It used to give you the exact number, but now it only gives you that number if you're a paying AdWords customer. Now it'll give you like a range saying from 100 to 1,000 people. I like using the bottom part of that range because I found that that's actually closer to, you know, if they say 100 to 1,000, it might be 120, but it probably is not 990 um, people looking for it. But essentially what you can do there is you find the number of people looking for your product and you can do like 20 keywords. Um, so you don't just do one keyword, you do 20 keyword variations, you get all those numbers, you add them together, and you'll have a rough idea of how many people are looking for your product online. Figure out how much your product is worth in net. So let's say you'll make 10 bucks off every sale. Then multiply that number that you, the searches, say 10,000 people search, multiply by 1%, you will get, uh, wow, I'm, I'm tired today, but let's say um, 100 people. Is that math right? 10,000, 1% is 100 people, right? Yeah, somebody else can do it. So you know you will, you know, you can actually, that's how many people you can probably convert. So you will sell 100 of that product for $10 in a month, if that's the math, that's $1,000. You have to tell yourself, is that worth it for me to go into? Before you even spend all the time building the product, I like doing this in the beginning. Of course, you always have to tweak and ask the, the customers later. But if you do that experiment and nobody's looking for your product, you've just saved yourself years of trouble. Because, you know, you, unless you're like Steve Jobs, which can sell a product that didn't exist, you know, my, theory, my, my formula would not have worked for the iPhone because if you look for the iPhone before the iPhone was invented, zero searches online. So obviously, you know, the math wouldn't have worked out. But if you're selling an existing product or a well-known service, you can check how many people are doing it and whether it is worth your time to invest at least two years of your life, which I think is going to be the minimum to make enough to kind of support yourself. It'll probably be a side hustle until then, whether it's worth it to even try. Um, and I don't think a lot of people do that. They have this dream and they just do it before doing this preliminary investigation. You could save so like 80% of the failed businesses. I, you know, just do this formula and you could tell they would have failed before they even did the first step. Um, 
doing it doesn't guarantee it's going to work, mind you, but at least it'll guarantee a business that had no chance of working. Um, you don't start that. Awesome. Uh, great formula there. Uh, you know, I, I definitely recommend people to try that out and see uh, if you are going to succeed even before you start. So great, great advice there, Ray. Uh, so obviously we've covered a lot of territory here in the podcast. You do have all these sites. So um, we do have an offer for all of our listeners, special offer exclusive to our podcast that people can get not only a free lesson, but also 10% off your lessons. Uh, so what a deal. And I'm sure everyone's going to take uh, us up on that offer. Uh, so tell us about your sites. How can people connect? How can people connect with you? How can people take up that offer for the language uh, lessons, etc.? Sure. Um, to take up to take up the offer, all you have to do when you sign up for our language lessons is a comment area. Um, just mention Ricky or his podcast in those comments, and we will give you ten percent off when you pay. That's it. Simple. You don't need to do anything else other than that. If you want to connect with me. The easiest way would probably be through LiveLingua.com or the website Ravensoft.com. Those emails come directly to me. There's no firewall or, you know, there's nobody in between me and these emails. Personalization is all what I'm about. I love talking about this stuff, so please do email me. Uh, I've actually invested in – I've mentored people because they've emailed me because they heard of me on podcasts or some of the – I give talks around the world, the Philippines, mm -hmm. the United States on entrepreneurship. They've contacted me. I mentored them for a few years and ended up investing in their businesses. And the chocolate company is actually uh, in the Philippines was a girl I mentored for many years until she launched her chocolate company um, mm. down there. So I'm serious. You know, I'm not saying contact me and you'll never hear from me again. I will email mm. you back and we'll start a conversation. So I love hearing from people. Um, Teacher Indy as well. Contact me there. All of them come to my same email inbox, honestly. So you know, any of these websites, just contact me. Even if you contact the customer support people and say, hey, I'm trying to get in touch with Ray, they'll forward the email on to me. There you go. I love it. I love it. You're super, super, super personal and super, super, super approachable as well. Uh, so Ray, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of your insights into all these areas we talked about from language learning to teaching to entrepreneurship, business and more. My pleasure, Ricky. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. Thanks for being on. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. If you are going to learn a language, and of course, digital nomads need to learn languages, especially if you're going to some areas that don't speak English or they're speaking another uh, language uh, which is non-English speaking, uh, definitely reach out to Ray. Make sure you sign up at livelingua.com and uh, make sure you mention, uh, you know, Ricochetti, Daddy Blogger, or Digital Nomad Mastery. You know, all three will fit the bill there. And if you are a teacher, aspiring teacher, make sure you check out uh, Teacher Indy and, of course, about entrepreneurship, check out uh, Ray's personal site, ravensoft.com. And he has links to all of the different businesses, some of the different businesses that does there as well. Uh, so thanks, everyone. We're tuning out here live on location from Manila, Philippines, and, of course, there, Ray over there in Mexico. We'll catch up with you soon, and happy travels and happy language learning.